Mike's Daily Podcast. Well, happy Labor Day weekend for all of you who work hard. Hey, like yours truly, who's working hard? Mike's Daily Podcast. I'm running around and running around because my company is, has found that getting attacked by a virus is not that great. It's not that fun. It brings you down, 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 down. Hey, so welcome to the show today because what we're doing here on Mike's Daily Podcast is celebrating our latest FFSO 2116, 2116. Mike's I wanted to say Daily Kenate Podcast is becoming a huge verb. Yeah! Refer to the last show to find out what the heck I'm talking about. And maybe you'll become a Canadian. What? Hey, so we have a photo today that I am going to show you through the website, mikesdailypodcast.com. I got criticized a little bit for having a lot of pictures of Benicia and from Benicia. You know what? So what? Carquina's Bridge is the podcast picture today with a little bit of this um, ship in the thing. Because I think we all need to bridge, make a bridge from our our hearts, our souls, our minds into the next thing, which would be the next thing, which is what is what is beyond, which is what you are not doing now, but beyond that, hmm? What? That's right. So that's all I got to say. Hey, we got a phone call. I can't put it on, though, today's show. Maybe next show. Uh, I got a phone call at 336-MM-DAILY. 3 plus 3 equals 6. MM is a Mike Matthews daily. Isn't what this podcast tries to be every single day. Because every day is a winding road. So as Sheryl Crow once said, I will try and bring you that for the... So what is I'm hearing, though... And here's today's podcast picture. I'm getting a little upset with all the story. Whenever I hear a new story about what coronavirus can do and how bad it is, it's like we we already know it's bad. I don't want to catch it. I want to avoid it. But it seems like a lot of the reporting that I hear is going over and beyond and finding things that have nothing to do with the coronavirus. Now, I am not a scientist. I am not a doctor. I'm not even smart. But like someone from Johns Hopkins said that like basically Basil, Basil told me, in a dream last night, as he was haunting me like he does every night, that these people are going nuts with what they're saying with the coronavirus. It's just, re- they're making up stuff now. They're saying things like coronavirus, can, it, it could go, do anything. It could go through metal. It can teleport. It can tra- time travel. It can bake chicken and, and taste delicious. So maybe even bake a delicious pound cake. It can do the Watusi, the Watusi. And as I typed... <laughs> Spell Google spell check cannot figure out how to spell Watusi. By the way, it tries. It says walk a seal. I don't know how that even comes from Watusi, but that's what you get with Android phones and Google, and it's all free. But they're harvesting the data from you. 
Ah, uh, that's why you can't damn spell check. Ugh, doesn't work. Okay, but yeah, they're harvesting for me just like a Robin Hood, Robin Hood app. They're harvesting your data. Yes, that. Well, that's the big thing now is they're trying to figure out what exactly how they make their money. Because if you're not paying for the product, they're using you. They're using your information to make money off of you. It's very important to remember that. Robinhood has not disclosed how they make money off their customers. But if they make money from their customers that are rich, they give it to the poor. Because that's Robinhood. And that was my little chicken playing a trumpet. So yes, that's what I've learned from today. Although I know a young man, a lot of young people use Robinhood, Robinhood app. And he invested something like $1,000 in Tesla. And now he's like regretting it. <laughs> and now he, he obsesses about it day and night. And you know what? That's stocks for you. Investing. But do you, I work for a business station a radio station that talks about business all day and a lot of the financial advisors and people like that say if you're going to get into the stock market got to realize that you got to be in it for the long haul it's a long-term marriage it's a long-term commitment i think a lot of these young 20-somethings can't even conceive of that idea i couldn't at that age it took a long time for me to go you know what stocks it's 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 a long game and i don't know how to play it I hire someone to do it. And I ain't gonna hire Robin Hood. Even though he looks cute and with a little feather in his hat and he's a fox. No, he literally is a fox. Haven't you seen the Walt Disney movie? <laughs> Keanu Reeves, though. Wow, have you seen him lately? In the movie Face the Music, which RTZ was a so was a band that had a song called Face the Music, and RTZ came from the band Boston, the lead singer of Boston, and the bass player, not the amazing guitarist from Boston who wrote and basically played on every single song. Tom Scholz, not him, no. But if you want to get your mind blown, look up Tom Scholz on YouTube, and you'll see how just the guy created. He uh in in fact, invented all this machinery and whatnot and electronics that help guitarists sound amazing. But, backing up, the guy, Brad Delp, who passed away under strange circumstances. He committed suicide, basically, and it was, some people think it was because he, boy, this show went into a dark space. And by the way, I think it's Suicide Prevention Day next week, a week from today, I think, just so you know. Don't try suicide. That's what Queen said. Speaking in all my classic rock bands. But Boston, the lead singer of Boston, as we go outside a cafe anyway, where we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcaster Valley, apparently was looking, was interested in his girlfriend's sister, and I guess had cameras going. And if you believe what you read on Wikipedia, that's apparently the story. And there was some kind of bad blood between Brad Delp and Tom Schultz. But anyway, Cafe Anyway, back to, as we're outside of Cafe Anyway, somewhere in Podcaster Valley, Mont, the last place on earth. Face the Music was a band by RTZ, which featured the lead singer of Boston and the bass player of Boston. And that was the song they had. But that, 
probably is not going to be in the movie that Keanu Reeves is in. The third movie, I guess it's the trilogy. The trilogy has been completed of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. I guess if you don't include... Didn't they have a cartoon of the show? But Keanu Reeves looks like Snape. In the trailer that I saw last night, I was like, oh my gosh, what is wrong? Why can't he move his face? What's He looks like Snape. Oh! Oh, the one of the street lamps just came on. We're doing this sort of in the evening here. Outside a cafe anyway. It looks very nice. Now I can see everybody that's standing 20 feet away from each other because we're practicing social distancing. However, these birds aren't practicing social distancing. What up with that? Keanu is about five years older than me. He can't move his face. His, his hair is entirely dyed too dark. I don't quite know what's going on with him, but my mom saw the movie, which shocked me. Have you ever seen a Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure movie, any of the other movies? And she said no, but this was pretty funny because they traveled back in time and got like Mozart. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like the first movie, mom. So she liked it at any rate. And one last thing I would like to cover on today's show is that because I've been busy, 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 and I need to get home, but I was demand my listeners demanded a new show. So I am giving you one now. And I watched a video last night about CGI and about how the CGI now is worse than when CGI first came out. And this is the actually they used uh, the movie plant back. Black Panther the movie not the actor of course that was just so sad about his passing but there is a scene where Black Panther is fighting the villain and they're like in the minds of the of the of the country that they're in and they're fighting and they're flying through the air and the the guy who does this analysis of the, you can watch this on YouTube. I think it's why is CGI look awful these days. Is that there's no point of reference to the eye when you watch that scene. Which it was a great movie. But that it's, it's interesting because when you see the fight in that lake up on that cliff. And that's all done, you know, in, in person. That's believable. But when they do the CGI stuff and they're fighting and they're doing all these impossible moves. And they're in the air and... It's just unbelievable. You cannot believe it. And they talk about the, what do they call that? The uh, uncanny valley. So what the guy's argument was, this young kid did this YouTube video. And he said, I think what we need to do is just real, or the people that do CGI need to realize that you need a point of reference. You need to make it realistic. CGI can make it realistic, but... It misses the whole grounded in reality thing. And you're like going, well, Mike, whenever they use CGI, it's an unrealistic world or landscape anyway. Cafe anyway. I don't feel like talking about this anymore. Oh, but the one thing I wanted to bring up, I thought was very interesting, was that Steven Spielberg seems to know his way around CGI. And he has known it way back. Do you know... The first CGI I ever saw, if you don't count Dire Straits Money for Nothing video, was when Steven Spielberg, at the beginning of the TV show that he 
did uh, amazing stories. There's a scene in the opening credits of the show where there's a CGI created, I think it's a knight fighting. A knight, like an old, you know, King Arthur knight fighting. And it's all CGI. And then another thing that Steven Spielberg had a hand in was young Sherlock Holmes. And there is a scene where someone's having a hallucination and they see the uh, stained glass window. A knight, come, another knight, come out of the stained glass window and kills him. And that was like the first time I ever saw CGI ever done. That and there was a quarter flash music video that had it. But yeah, that's... So Steven Spielberg then incorporated CGI in the Jurassic Park movie. And he did such a good job with that, with the, the, because, and this is what this young man was saying in the YouTube video, was that he also put a lot of practical effects, real, real, real stuff effects, like people actually dealing with, I mean, they took like a, the arm, they actually created the arm or the hand or the claw of the Tyrannosaurus Rex and was attacking the people and pushing down on them. But then they also had the CGI going at the same time. And I said, yeah, that they're so right. That's why I cannot stand Marvel movies anymore. It's because they've gone too far into the CGI. Or the DC movies that they do. Or any of these superhero things. They get a little too into it. And Mike got a little too into it here. So I'll get out of it and back out and say thank you for listening to this part of the show. Because we're going to wrap it up. And get more grounded in reality. With our wonderful characters who are so real here at Cafe Anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth. Hi, Mike! It's Benita the Rodeo Queen! How ya doing? That's a disgruntled field player, tell you what. What? I'm so real that it hurts. It does hurt, doesn't it? Oh, speaking of other CGI things, uh, Shrek. I didn't realize that Chris Farley had done like practically the whole, every single line of the movie had done it all. And then he died. And then the movie makers behind it decided to put Mike Myers in it. I didn't realize all that. And then Mike Myers, he did like practically the whole movie as this other voice that wasn't Scottish. It was more like Lothar, King of the Mountain people. That sketch he had on Saturday Night Live. I am Lothar. And then he said, no, I'm going to do it as the, with the Scottish accent instead. So they had to redo his whole thing. Shrek cost millions and millions of dollars to make, but it made millions and millions and millions and millions on top of it. So that explains that. And look who else is here. Hello, Mike. I make the delicious root beer. Have some right now. Oh, Thank you. I'm going to have a little sip because I've talked a lot. And my, I'm parched. Okay, next show it'll be the wonderful Madame Rutabaga Valentino and Bison Bentley. Just food for thought and very much why you should not go see any movies. Because ever. Because the CGI, uh, if it has CGI in it, I mean, if it has too much CGI, don't go see those movies. Don't spend money on those movies. By the way, oh, and one other thing that guy told me or told us in that YouTube video was that all those CGI artists are underpaid and overworked. Like they, they're paid a certain amount of money, which is like nothing in, in the movie business. And then they, if they don't, if like the movie company doesn't like it, they'll make them work and do even more work 
which they don't, they're not even paid for. So that's why a lot of that stuff gets rushed and done. It's amazing what they do, but they're being overworked. And anyway, cafe anyway, enjoy your weekend. <laughs> Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.